Hey guys, Neil Crawford, Anytime Soccer Training. I'm having a conversation with my good friend, Alex, who's a member of the group. He has two boys, one 12 and one is eight. We're going to sign his team up and club up for Anytime Soccer Training for free. It's three months. So Alex and I have been talking about our kids and soccer and parenting and a little bit of everything. And I thought, you know what, let's share this conversation with the group because Alex's conversation, Alex's question, and Alex, let me make sure I get your last name properly. Garza? Uh, yeah, correct, man, you got it. <laughs> I didn't tell you I spoke Spanish, but anyways, no, I'm just joking. Anyway, <laughs> Alex's question to me is the same question I get from a lot of parents, which is, should I sign my child up for club? What are they going to be missing for club? Blah, blah, blah. And Alex, I'm actually going to do a podcast on what I'm about to say, but we're going to keep this in the 10 minute range. So okay. you were saying you have two boys, eight and 12, right? Correct. And have they played any club soccer yet? Uh, my younger one, he started playing competitive club soccer probably when he was six. Okay. And your older one has not played club? No, he played rec all, the, all, all up in, until he was 10. And just so I get ring fencing for the purposes of this, is does your older one want to possibly play club and you try to decide is it worth it or, he, or has, is he more of a rec recreational player? I, I actually sat down with him and I asked him, hey, you know, it's a big decision, so let me know, sleep on it. And then he asked to play competitive. He needed. He asked for more, I guess, uh, uh, players or teammates that knew how to play instead of, you know, newbies that were trying it out for the first time. And I'm asking this out of curiosity. So, okay. I'm asking out of curiosity. If you listen to my podcast, you know I love details. And let me know when you got a hot. We're going to try to keep this in the 10-minute range. Yeah. Did he come to you unsolicited and say, Dad, I can't do the rec thing anymore. I really want to do competitive. Was it friends who told him, a coach who told him, or was it you sort of saying, what? like, how did it actually happen for the 12-year-old? Um, he had two good friends that were playing in uh, recreational and they mm -hmm. decided to move to competitive and that kind of planted a seed on in him. And then I was kind of hoping he would choose it. So I guess I was pushing him a little bit too, but it was mainly his friends moving on and he wanted to follow them. Okay. Is he in club now? Uh, yes. So he went through the whole I'm using my air quotes, tryout. Uh, yeah, he did a tryout. And then uh, they told him there's going to be two teams. So, you know, depending where your skill level is, you're going to either be in the A or the B. And how big is the club that he's playing for in terms of, like, how many kids kind of thing going on? Uh, overall, man, ballpark, I have to say maybe, like, 200 kids, somewhere around there. Okay, and it's two teams for his age group. Uh, correct. And if you don't mind my asking, which team did he make? Uh, they just told us he made the first team. Okay, so now he made the first team, which presumably he was pretty excited about. 
Yeah, excited. And he actually told me, hey, dad, those videos that we're doing, I think they're helping me. Thank you. My son said the same thing. I'm trying to tell everybody. My youngest son, who's only nine, he was like, dad, um, man, because he can tell, right? Because he goes from year to year, he can tell that the kids are not keeping up with him. That's a sales pitch. It does work. Yeah. Which is a segue into what I wanted to say, my answer to you. And I'm actually going to do a longer podcast on this. Number one, contrary to what people might think, I do not recommend travel, competitive, whatever you want to call it, academy, soccer for most people. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend it. Life is too short. If the kids are not asking for it, if they're not that bothered by it, they can get some good games in, some good um, rec in, some futsal, whatever. Practice a couple of times. You get your weekends, for the most part, are free. Not a lot of commitment. It's cool. I don't recommend it. But if you're going to go down that road, then for me, especially at the age of 12, child and parent need to understand that this is now we entering into a new phase of, of sport. And we now want to get a few more things out of this experience other than just fun. Yes. And one of the things I wanted my sons to get out of the travel soccer experience was the stuff that many parents want. Preparation, discipline, hard work, the ups and downs. Yes, I wanted them to enjoy it, but I also want them to get those other things. And what we want to try to build is a community that we're calling the third way. Practice without the pressure. So yes. I still treat the games in, in the exact same way that I treated them at rec. The game. But mm -hmm. all the preparation now, I, I um, layer on the discipline and the work. And I am straight up with my son. There is too many ways to enjoy soccer <laughs> than competitive soccer. Exactly. So, so I need this commit. Not I shouldn't say I need. You got to commit to. So I believe competitive soccer requires individual training. I do not want to put you in an environment where other people are training individually and you're not. And I don't have the budget to pay somebody to motivate you. So it's going to be me. And it's going to be you. And if that's not what you want, that's totally fine. If you want to stop, that's fine. But no, we can't be on this field three or four days a week. And you not want to also commit to doing the little things yourself. And that means five minute videos. Now, here's the only catch to that. My older son has been doing this stuff since he was six. Okay. So when he turned 12, I said, Adam, you have proven that you are committed to this thing. You now know what it takes to be really good at soccer. So now it's your choice. 
you, I'm not going to take you out of competitive soccer if you don't want to do the extra stuff because now it's your choice because you know exactly what it takes. And there's nothing wrong with playing at a higher level and saying, you know, I know what it takes, but this is kind of what I want to do. I'm fine with that. But my younger one is in that phase where it's kind of like this is part of the deal. And when he gets that age, he will be able to decide. So with my young, older one, he irritated his mama this morning because he, he figured out when his school was starting. He was like, oh, my school now is starting a little bit later. I can do the morning sessions with you now, dad. Because he knows this stuff works. And he's almost 13. I'm not going to be begging him to do stuff. Do I hold him accountable and make sure that he's consistent? Of course. But big picture, he says, I want to get this much stuff done this week. And that's kind of how we do it. And then if I'm tired, dad, I'm not going to do it today. I'm, I'm good. No problem. Yeah, no pressure, right? Now, here's the second thing on this. Do you need to play in club soccer to be competitive by the age of 12? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> but if you're not playing in club soccer and getting that around those kids who play at that level and that level of coaching, you got to be, be really creative at home. So you got you to gotta work extra on, you got to be extremely technical. You got to free play a lot with kids and adults. You have to watch the game, right? Yeah. And I recommend you also enter into other recreational programs like futsal or this, where you have competitive kids playing in sort of different formats. And then at some point you do have to probably play a club because who is going to, who, what kid is going to train four days, five days a week and not be in a team environment, you know? So that's my take on it. So if I yeah. had to wave a magic wand with my boys, if I had to wave a magic wand and do things exactly the way I would have done it, they would have stayed in rec until they were about 11 or 12. And they would have played the Hispanic leagues, which is rec basically, but in terms of the format, but not the level of competitions. I, I said it backwards. The Hispanic leagues are clubs in terms of the level of competition, but rec in terms of how they're structured. Yeah. They would have done that and I would have trained them and then possibly done a skills clinic. Then when they were ready, I would put them in a club environment like at the age of your son. And I'm throwing a lot at you and I'm doing a lot of talking, but there's only one more caveat. There's one more major caveat. If there happens to be an amazing club with amazing culture, um, an amazing coach, then but yeah, then yeah, that environment at a younger age can actually do things that it's hard for you to replicate. That's not normally the case, not knocking our clubs, but it's just not, they're just not designed that way. That's normally not the case. I happen to live in an area where that is the case for my, was the case for my older son, that they do things so differently and so focused on development that it was a massive benefit for my older son. So that's the only caveat. But if that's not the case, you can recreate a club environment uh, if you're willing to do a little DIY and your kid is going to have just as much fun and acquire the skills um, needed to compete. And then when they get 12 or 13, 
they'll tell you if they want to play. I got a good friend whose son played challenge and then at 12 said, I'm ready to step it up. And he made their quote unquote academy team. Why? Because, you know, he was doing all the other stuff. Yeah, I think I think I think thinking back, like if I could do it all over again with my older son, I would have done the same thing as you said, let him go up until 12 and then him decide then, because what I've noticed around my area, what they call academy, I don't see a difference between rec and academy yet at that age. See, you don't see the difference because you're knowledgeable. See, I, I thought things were different before because I didn't understand the drivers of development. And this is not a knock on the coaches because in the clubs because if you are not invested in soccer like we are, it's a lot easier to just do the um, – it's just like working on your car or, you know, remodeling your home it's it's so much easier for me to bring somebody in and paint my house right yeah but if you take the time and you learn or and you invest the time in it you're gonna see i can i can do this myself for a fraction of the cost and i'm gonna get to the same place so this mm -hmm. advice is not for everyone, but it's saying you don't need to play club before 12 to be on track to um, to reach your full potential. But if you're going to go down that road, you do need to bespoke a few things. And it starts with what you do at home, watching the game, playing the game and practicing the game. Yeah, they just have to be almost immersed in that culture in every way, shape or form. Listen, when my young older son, my older son, when he first started playing for his club, they didn't even have games for his age group because they were just starting out, okay? Yeah. I'll end with this. And he guest played for one of these bigger clubs, and their kids played almost like 60-something, some ridiculous, I was actually flabbergasted, some ridiculous amount of games a year. My son, and I'm not bragging on my son in this way I'm using this as an example, using any time and the stuff I do, didn't know any of the kids. They did a tournament in Disney. He was one of the most important kids on the pitch. So this is part of my thinking to say, wait a minute, if, you know, my son is not some super athlete. So part of my thinking was if this, why is he able to come in immediately and become the most one of the most important kids on the pitch not knowing the kids not ever not really playing that many games and only just joining a club recently and so i'm saying all that to say if you're willing to put in the work the format you don't really need club that early unless unless you just want it as an additional luxury yeah i i think that way now but before it i guess it was a little bit of fear of missing out you know because it was the talk of the town you gotta go academy if not then your kids won't be good enough but then once i experienced it i was like well this is no different than recreational in, in my opinion you know so I, I think if i could do it all over again i would have just waited till they got a little bit older and then you know about 12 
that would be a good good age, I guess. But yeah, definitely, that you know, starts at home. Everything, even if it's piano, violin, guitar, whatever, it's been helping a lot. These videos, even if it's two or three minutes a day, I mean, I can see the difference. Great. All right. So now we're gonna wrap this up. I'm gonna post it to the Facebook group and post it to the podcast. Thank you. It's an impromptu. Thank you for your kind words and keep up the good work. And then I'm going to give you a quick demo of uh, anytime soccer training. Hey guys, Ooh, yeah. Bill Crawford, talking to a parent and friend of mine, Alex, signing his club up for um, a three-month free subscription that hopefully will blossom. It's less than five dollars a kid, so definitely check it out. I'll put the information in the show notes to get uh, as well. Let's get better together.